Well, I'm going to pray as we reflect on God's word together. Dear Father, I pray that as we think about this psalm, that our, our lives, our hearts, our thoughts would be directed to your son, Jesus Christ. Refresh us in his spirit, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I chose this psalm, uh, Psalm 116, quite a while back when thinking about this day of thanksgiving. And uh, it seems a strange um, concept to be thinking about thanksgiving after the year that we've had. But as God's people, there's always reason to give thanks. And we're going to see that in this psalm, Psalm 116. I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. The love that we have for God is always a responsive love, responding to the love that he has shown us, his mercy, his compassion. Uh, so we read in 1 John 4:19, we love because he first loved us. Verse two, because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. Calling on God, this is an act of faith, believing in God's goodness. This is not the God that helps those who help themselves. This is completely different. This is the Lord who listens to those who call upon him. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came over me. I was overcome by distress and sorrow. Death, anguish, distress, sorrow. This psalmist is sinking. In Psalm 34, 18, we read, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Verse 4. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Lord, save me. You know, time and again in the scriptures, we're encouraged to call upon the name of the Lord. And this psalm states it four times, call on the name of the Lord. And time and again, the scriptures uh, say that the Lord hears and responds to these prayers. So Psalm 86.5, you, Lord, are a forgiving and good Lord, abounding in love to all who call to you. Or Psalm 34.6, this poor soul cried and was heard by the Lord and saved from every trouble. In the New Testament, of course, we see that it's the Lord Jesus that we're to call upon to be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Verse five, the Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. This is the starting point for our hope that the Lord is indeed good and we can call upon him uh, despite ourselves because God is merciful. Verse 6, the Lord always protects the unwary. When I was brought low, he saved me. Humility is to be greatly esteemed. It is the place of humility where we are found by the humble Christ Jesus. Verse seven, return to your rest, my soul, 
for the Lord has been good to you. Soul rest, deep and profound peace. This is what the Lord gives. Many things may give us rest, but the rest that the Lord gives transcends them all. I often think of the scene of Lord of the Rings, the two towers where Theoden is set free by Gandalf. And uh, Gandalf says to him, breathe the free air, my friend. And there's this great sense of him returning to a peaceful and restful place. And this is what God does for us. Psalm 62, 1 and 5. Truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Yes, my soul finds rest in God. My hope comes from him. And so it's quite amazing the claim of Christ when we come to the Gospel of Matthew, where he says to all people, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Verse 8, for you, Lord, have delivered me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. Verse 9, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. He, Jesus, too, shared in their humanity so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by fear of death. It's the Lord that delivers us from death. We read in in Hebrews that Jesus shared our humanity and so that by his death, he might break the power of death, the power of him who holds uh, the power of death, which is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held by the fear of death. And Jesus says of his own followers, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one shall snatch them out of my hand. For you, Lord, have delivered me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Verse 10, I trusted in the Lord when I said I am greatly afflicted. The world has had a very hard year. Suffering and affliction have affected the the world, the globe. And as Christians, we also suffer along with the rest of the world, but we take our sufferings to Christ. Psalm 71, 20 says, Though you, Lord, have made me see troubles, many and bitter, you will restore my life again from the depths of the earth. You will again bring me up. Such hope and such confidence in the light of Christ This verse is remarkable, for he suffered death and was raised to life again. And because of him, we too can have this hope. Romans 8.17 Now if we are God's children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share his sufferings in order that we may share his glory. 
Verse 11, in my alarm, I said, everyone is a liar. The psalmist here is expressing loneliness, a distrust of anyone except the Lord. And it's a lonely place when you see uh, the duplicity of everyone else. And in such a lonely place, only the Lord can be a refuge. Proverbs 29.25 says that the fear of man or fear of people will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Verse 12, what shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? Remember, the psalmist has experienced despair, sorrow, loneliness, affliction. They've been brought low, so low that the cords of death have entangled them. And despite all this, the clear and sustained vision of the psalmist is of the Lord's goodness. And that's what makes the difference for the psalmist. And it's what makes its difference for us, especially with the year that we've just had. We still can see and hold on to the goodness of God. What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? And this is also the verse that Richard Johnson, the chaplain on the first fleet, preached when he arrived in Sydney, uh, close to Circular Quay. Apparently, the officers of the First Fleet wanted Richard to uh, give a moralistic sermon, uh, tell all those convicts, you know, to live good lives now that they're here, uh, to turn away from all the bad things that they've done. Uh, But instead, Richard Johnson preached on this verse from this psalm, It wasn't a designated reading, so he chose it deliberately and it focuses on the Lord's goodness. Uh, Speaking on this, the historian John Dixon says, Psalm 116 verse 12 expresses a truth that is the Bible's essential contribution to the history of ideas. The idea is this, Christianity is about gratitude in response to God's gifts, not morality in the pursuit of reward. Verse 13, I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. Again, the theme of calling on the Lord's name, holding up salvation. This is the response to the Lord's goodness. Verses 14 and 15. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. Well, we remember those who have passed away in this last year. Jonathan Clark, the husband of Susan Clark. Fred Wayne, um, whose ashes were brought back to Melbourne. Joan Morris and Lisa Sim. Uh, We also think of Muriel, uh, Nolene Cook's sister, who passed away just this last Friday. These people are precious to us, and they are precious to the Lord. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. Verse 16. 
Truly I am your servant, Lord. I serve you just as my mother did. You have freed me from my chains. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. I fulfill my vows in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Well, it's now over to you to express your thanksgiving and gratitude for what God has done. Bless you.